Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's going to happen tonight? What's going to happen? We're going to whoop their You got Ronald yet? What's up, y'all? Welcome on into the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio here on a Sunday afternoon. And as you can tell by the truncated version of this intro, we got a breaking news edition of the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. Let's go across town, speak with the one, the only Ryan Callahan. And as you can probably tell by the fact that it's Ryan on here, we got a recruiting edition of, of a break, recruiting breaking news edition. We'll call it that. Ryan, please, please, please tell the good people while we're having a breaking news edition of this podcast. Well, Tennessee has gotten another commitment for their 2022 class. Uh, running back Dylan Sampson committing to Tennessee on Sunday morning. Uh, you, you don't see a lot of these these days, but they do happen sometimes during uh, during visits still. Uh, you get those every once in a while, and this is uh, this is one of those. You know, kids more often tend to go back home, think on it for a couple days or, or weeks or, or months in this case, since it's only June. Um, but, you know, this is one of those uh, sort of old-fashioned commitments where a kid uh, just sort of fell in love with the school, I think, during his first visit and, and said, you know what, time to shut it down. I found my place. So uh, Tennessee lands uh, Dylan Sampson running back from Louisiana um, and uh, a guy that Tennessee had really gone after for, for more than two months now. They offered him or re-offered him, I should say, Back in late March, uh, the previous staff at Tennessee also had offered him pretty early in the process. Never really went after him, though, with the, with the former staff. This staff, much more involved since they offered him back in March. And, uh, and, and he appeared to be one of, certainly one of Tennessee's priorities at the running back position. Uh, still a couple others that, that are on the table uh, that we'll talk about later that, that Tennessee is, is hoping to get on campus here within the next couple of weeks. But uh, definitely a guy Tennessee liked a lot. Uh, and, and you see, uh, when you turn on his film, you see a lot of speed. Uh, that, that's, that's definitely what you're getting with, uh, with Dylan Sampson, a guy who ran a 10, 4, 8, 100 meters back in March. So, uh, a serious upgrade in speed for Tennessee's backfield, not the, not the biggest running back, uh, listed at 5'10, 180, uh, and, and maybe even generously listed at 5'10. So not the biggest guy, but you're adding a lot of speed to that backfield. Uh, with Dylan Sampson and uh, had 20 plus offers. Uh, I think this is a nice pickup for Tennessee and a guy that Tennessee again had pretty high on the board and uh, one of two running backs they had on campus this weekend on official visits along with Jordan McDonald. And, uh, and clearly this, this address is uh, a position where they need to continue to get better. I think after having uh, a couple years where they, they didn't quite knock it out of the park uh, at, at that position in recruiting, have some sort of versatile guys there. Now this gives them a, a different kind of skill set with some serious speed. Yeah, Ryan, I, I watched this kid's video, and you know me, I'm, I'm the uh, probably the greatest uh, expert on recruiting in the entire 24-7 sports network. So, um, and, and that, that's me coughing in the background. You can hear that. But uh, in all seriousness, I, I, I did, you know, I, I'm not going to do these episodes without watching these kids play. And um, 
watching this this highlight reel, I wrote down three things: uh, speed, speed, and holy bleep speed. Uh, this kid, it looks like he is toying with people. Uh, as he finishes these touchdown runs. It looks like he's sprinting just as far as he has to, and then he's just jogging the rest of the way because he's already way past everybody. And and, and plays in a good program at Dutchtown High School and uh, a, a program that's definitely put out some talent over the years. And, yeah, l- like you said, the speed is very evident on film. Sometimes you see these guys that that have really fast 100-meter times, and they're not always great football players. They They have – uh, they have speed that shows up in straight line speed, but they're they're not necessarily the quickest in and out of cuts, and uh, it's not functional speed on the football field. I, I think you see a good combination of just pure straight line speed, but also very functional football speed when you turn on Dylan Sampson's film. He's he, he's he's a good looking running back, and you know again has a has a frame that's going to allow him to put on a little bit more weight, but probably never going to be the the biggest guy. Um, but this gives you a guy that you can sort of move around, do some different things with. Uh, you could use him on special teams. Certainly, I think he's capable of returning kickoffs and things like that uh, with that kind of speed. So uh, I think this is, a, a, again, a nice addition at a position where, you know, if you're Tennessee, you're looking to add to or improve the running back position because there are really no seniors on the current roster. You never know who might transfer out, of course, uh, especially with the transfer portal being what it is these days. Uh, you never know what that position still might lose in terms of attrition between now and next year, but you don't have anyone uh, scheduled to leave after this season. So you don't necessarily need to add numbers and, and just stockpile depth at that position. You just need to make it better uh, and try to give yourself a little something different maybe. And, and certainly with the, what this staff, what they want to do offensively, easy to envision a sort of a speed guy like Dylan Sampson being a good fit in, in a wide-open offense like that and giving Tennessee some versatility out of the backfield. Yeah, and I was going to mention that, too. I, one thing that's going to be super important, at his size, and again, I, I'm not saying his size is any kind of a disqualifier. You look at you know, look at that little uh, the, the little guy Purdue had the past couple of years who just absolutely wrecked people. You know, he wasn't a big guy. Um, you know, you, you see guys like this still in college football who do these things. But if you are going to be this kind of, uh, a running back at that size, especially in the SEC, I do think it is absolutely critical that you can get out in space and you can catch the football. And this kid shows on film, at least in a few clips, that he can do that. We see a you know a wheel route. We see a bit of a you know a bit of a corner out there. You know that he's that he's got for a touchdown catch. He's going to have to be able to do that at his size, isn't he? I mean, you're not just going to be able to hand this kid the ball. You're going to have to throw it to him also. Yeah, I, I think so for sure. And, and that's you know not not to put to make it sound too much like he's just going to be a, an all-purpose type who lines up all over the field sure, or in sure, the slot sure. and things like that. But you can do some of that with him, I think. He has that kind of skill set, sort of a, you know, what, whatever whatever name you want to pull out from the past, you know, whether it's, you know, an Alvin Kamara to Jalen Hurd, you know, that Kamara was even a bigger guy, but uh, but had that sort of skill set. You know, you, you can use a guy like this in certainly a complimentary role, use him to split carries with somebody. You know, there, there's a there's a path to, for him to, to be a, uh, a a big part of Tennessee's backfield in the future, I think. But you don't envision a guy like this necessarily being an every down back just because you want somebody a little bit bigger sometimes to to, to carry a, a portion of the load. But this guy can be that, um, that, again, that versatile guy out of the backfield who can catch passes, could even line up in the slot sometimes, can help on special teams. Uh, I, I think it's a nice compliment to what Tennessee already has. Uh, in, in in the sense that maybe you have a guy a little bit like him in Jabari Small, but even he's not the speed guy. But you know, build wise, Small sort of reminded you of this coming out of high school. 
uh, with his stature and everything. Uh, but you've otherwise got some bigger guys. You know, you've got uh, Tyon Evans, who is a really, really thick, well-built kid. Uh, you've got Dee Beckwith, who's, you know, six foot four. Uh, you've got Laneith Whitehead, who's a big, you know, former linebacker playing running back. You, you've got some big, big guys, T. Hodge. So this this gives you some speed. It upgrades the speed at that position, and it gives you something that, that complements those guys pretty well. So it, if everything stays mostly status quo at that position, uh, th- this gives you someone you can easily envision being a complement to those guys, uh, sort of a, a, a out there maybe half the time while you have a bigger guy out there the other half. Uh, however you divide up the carries, this is someone who can definitely fit into the offense and do a lot of different things. Well, it wasn't so long ago that a player with comparable size to his, at least in some ways, Travis Stevens, carried the ball nearly 300 times for Tennessee as a senior. And I know that football players maybe, you know, weren't, you know, may- maybe sports science hadn't quite caught up to make them the absolute freaks across the board that they are now. But we're just talking 20 years ago, right? I mean, that's not that long ago. And he carried the ball, I think, about 25 times per game as, as a senior. So I, I don't want to pigeonhole this kid as a third down back. I, I'm just saying that it seems to me like at his size, with his speed, that's something that needs to be sort of in his tool bag, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and yeah, that's not to say he can't be uh, eventually an every down back or, or, or you know, workhorse uh, number one a back in, 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 a, in a backfield in the SEC. But it, it is a little bit more challenging when you're not that big guy. But this this skill set, I mean, this is where the game is headed. You know, so many times you see these uh, the, these electric backs that, that are not always the biggest. You know, and NFL teams often have tandems that uh, you have one guy like this and, and another guy who's a little bit bigger. Um, you you, you want to have this on your team and you, and you want this to be part of your offense. And I think that's certainly the case in a Josh Heupel-like offense. When you have an offense like this that wants to uh, sling it all over the place, run at a fast pace, um, make big plays and score quickly, uh, th- this is a, a good fit for what Tennessee does offensively. It's not that you're going to see them go after nothing but running backs like this. I certainly don't think that's the case. And we've seen them recruit some other types of guys in this class at running back. But when again, when you see what Tennessee had on the roster, it makes sense to add a guy like Dylan Sampson to what they already had. And, and again, upgrade the speed, give you some explosiveness at that position that I don't think they've currently got really among the, the guys on the roster. So this this is a nice pickup. And I think uh, in the future, you, you certainly could see him making some big plays in Tennessee's offense. And again, giving them some different options and how they use it. Yeah. And, you know, it's um, I, I think. After watching this spring, and again, I had the horrible food poisoning, so I didn't wasn't able to watch the spring game, which live anyways, which which sucked. But I was able to go back and watch it. And from the things that we've seen watching Heupel in the past, I almost call this kind of a Leroy Jenkins offense because you, you think about the days where, you know, traditionally where you would sort of, you know, you know, student body left, student body right. You try to set up things for later in the game, and then you take your vertical shots here and there, just kind of try to catch people off guard with them. Whereas this is kind of a Leroy Jenkins offense where they are going full speed and they are going for your jugular pretty much on every single snap. And that's what they're doing. And if you want to do that, having kids like this, having players like this, I think helps that because you need that speed component in an offense like this. I don't think you you know it's a deal breaker in terms of you can't win games, but if you want to consistently put points on the board at a pretty high clip, you got to have guys who athletically can do that for you. You got to have guys who can you know get behind the secondary and not get caught. You got to have those kinds of guys, and so I think that's that's critical. Ryan, before we go to break, uh, Dylan Sampson, you know I look at his speed on film, uh, I like it a lot. 
I like what he can do as a player. There are lots of things to like about this commitment. What I'm wondering is, is it just the size that's made him sort of ranked where he is, which is not terrible, but it's obviously he's not, you know, anywhere near like the top 247 or anything like that. And, and we could see updates could, could, could go on later and he could end up blowing up. We don't know. But when you look at some of his offers, chose Tennessee over Louisville, Vanderbilt, Purdue, and others, it's not like we're talking Bama, Georgia, others. Is that just a size thing with him? Because he plays, as you said, at a high level at a good school. So is it just his size that has some people skittish a little bit? Yeah, I, I think that's certainly part of why, you know, you haven't seen LSU go after him yet, and you haven't seen other SEC schools besides Vanderbilt battling for him. But that, you know, I, I wouldn't get too discouraged about that. I, I tell people all the time, running back is one of those positions where there's a, there's a lot of talent to go around, and you, you can find some good players oh, yeah. that are not, not necessarily top 247 guys, not five-star guys. We've seen it before at Tennessee, obviously. So I, I think you can you – can, Count on Dylan Sampson still being a very productive player in college if he lives up to to what what Tennessee is expecting, uh, just based on what they what we've seen again in high school at, a, at playing at a pretty high level in Louisiana, and uh, and also just the uh, what what that kind of speed can do. I mean, look, look at how many players in college football can even run a, a ten four eight in the one hundred meters. There, there. I don't I don't know if there's anyone on Tennessee's roster right now who can run that fast. So Hyatt, this is uh, Jalen Hyatt, maybe. Yeah, Hyatt, that's a, that's a good point. Hyatt might be, and I, I'm not even sure if that's the case. I don't know his 100-meter time right off, right off the top of my head, but he, he would be in that discussion for sure. But he might be the only one who's right there with him. So this is some serious, serious speed you're talking about. And, um, and, and a guy that runs track well enough in high school that he wants to finish high school so he can go back and have his senior, senior track season next year so he won't be an early enrollee. But, yeah, I think the, the size is probably the, the, you know, the, the knock on him, I guess you could say, but – uh, I, I wouldn't let that be uh, too too much of a deterrent if you're a Tennessee fan wondering kind of what to think about this. I mean, you, you, obviously you can look at the other official visits. He's, he went to Purdue last weekend. He was going to go to Louisville next weekend. Vanderbilt uh, the weekend after that. Uh, Louisville, I think he felt was a was, was a school that fit him well because they had a running back sort of like him uh, in the not too di- uh, distant past, and he, yeah, he saw them have success there. Um, and then Vanderbilt, you know, I think he felt that that new staff was exciting and, and Jeff Braun that, you know, that offense at Purdue, I think he'd seen, uh, you know, guys like him succeed there, but oh, yeah, big time. I, I think he, I think he feels in the sec. He he's got the talent to, to play at that level. I, you know, he's a smart kid. You know, that's, that, that's also reflected in the schools he was looking at, you know, interested in, in engineering, I, I think, and, and Vanderbilt and Purdue, um, you know, both schools that, that could have could have fit that bill with the, with the academic side of things. So I, I think he was uh, very interested in, in those level schools also. Um, but yeah, just one of those guys that for whatever reason so far hasn't attracted a lot of other SEC schools. Uh, but I still think this is a guy that you're you're going to look back on in, in six months and say, Tennessee got a pretty good running back in this class. If, if Dylan Sampson ends up being the guy uh, and, and assuming they hold on to him and he says he's shutting things down. Uh, so we'll see how that goes in the coming months. But I think this is one of those guys you you get early on and, and you don't really think twice about. I think this is a nice pickup for Tennessee and and someone that's uh, got a chance to be a pretty productive player in Tennessee's offense. Yeah, commits during an OV and then says immediately he's shutting it down. That's about as old school as it gets. Uh, I wonder if this kid – I'm surprised that he plays with gloves on at this point, you know. Uh, he, <laughs> he probably should just maybe put a tape on a couple fingers, you know, old, old Ronnie Lott style or whatever. But uh, and, you know, and you know what? If fans sometimes are into this, uh, just a, a little interesting interesting note. He, you know, we talked with him Sunday morning immediately after his official visit, and uh, you know he 
he didn't worry about how he was announcing his commitment. He just, you know, let us go ahead and put it out. And that's, that, that's kind of refreshing and old school too. So many kids these days are, are, you know, want to schedule a ceremony or get a commitment edit or video ready. He, He wasn't worried about that. He just wanted to go ahead and tell people and wasn't concerned about how the news got out. So that's uh that, that's also, you know, sort of interesting too. And I think uh, reflects that, you know, a, a little bit of a, uh, a throwback in that way and, and not a, not a kid seeking attention, certainly like a lot of players are. I think that's interesting. Maybe he lets his game speak for himself because on, on film, it's a pretty loud game. So lots and lots of exciting stuff there, but we need to talk about whether this might be the only running back in Tennessee's class or whether Tennessee changes things up a little bit, goes for a different style of back, maybe wants to add another back of, you know, of this caliber with, with these, with these kind of strengths to this, to his game. Lots and lots to discuss here about Tennessee and the running back position in general in this recruiting class. A couple other notes too, but before we do that, we are well overdue for a commercial break. So we're going to step away for just a second, pay some bills, listen to products, services, in-house ads, etc. Be right back here on the Go Balls 24-7 podcast. Hashtag ad. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Welcome back to the Go Balls 24-7 podcast, brought to you by whatever products, services, and in-house ads you just heard a moment ago during that commercial break. Wes Rucker coming to you from Fort Rucker Studio. Ryan Callahan coming to you from across town. Speaking about Tennessee's newest commitment to the 2022 class, Dylan Sampson, a, a speedy running back from Louisiana who has committed to the Vols after an official visit this weekend. I uh, just told the staff he wanted to commit, told uh, recruiting analysts such as Ryan he did not care how that information was projected to the world. So a very old-school kid, a uh, very, very fast kid, runs really, really well on film. Lots and lots to discuss about him. We, we got a lot more we're going to talk about that. And, and by the way, we're also going to have – I should mention this now. Uh, if you're wondering about baseball coverage this week, we are going to have a, a recap um, – you know, kind of a, a breaking pod after Tennessee, you know, either wins or loses this super regional against LSU. That's going to be um, the second game is about to start here in about ooh, 90 minutes from as we're recording this. So we're, Tennessee won the first game. So Tennessee needs to win one of the next two and it will get to Omaha. We will have uh, win, lose or draw. We'll have something after that for you to discuss. Plenty of people wanting to discuss all of that. So we got plenty to talk about there. We got plenty more to talk about with Tennessee football in this episode. Before we do that, though, Just a quick reminder, guys, take a minute or two out of your day right now. Please go in and rate and review this podcast. Please mash that subscribe button, whether you're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, TuneIn, Stitcher, anywhere in the world you can cast the fine pod, you can find the Go Vols 24-7 podcast. And we do this for free. We're happy to do it. We really are. But we ask for one thing in return. Actually, we ask for two things. One, please go in there, subscribe, rate, and review. Please, that helps us so much. If you're listening on the site, 
that's fine, man. We love you. We, we're happy that you're doing it. That helps us too. But what really helps us is if you go in there and hit the subscribe button, rate, and review. That's one thing. And the second thing, tell your friends. It's not that hard to do. Just tell your friends and family, hey, you, you guys hope, you, you guys like the podcast thing? Uh, we got we got a Tennessee sports one here for you. So please, please, please uh, keep doing those things. I know a lot, a lot of y'all are doing it. We can see that. We can see the numbers. They're awesome. We, we appreciate what everyone's doing. But that's the one thing that, that, that we would ask for. And, and if you want to go get the best news, best Tennessee coverage on all of Al Gore's internets, go to GoVols247.com. Go check that out. Ryan, quickly, uh, as we move on here in the second segment, is this it for Tennessee at running back in this class, or could things sort of, if it's the right kind of guy, could there be more? Because I know numbers are, are kind of at a premium for different reasons. So what what's your stance on that? Yeah, in a class where Tennessee has so many needs, and again, no running backs that are that are going into their final year in the program where you expect to lose, you know, a couple after this season or anything like that, um, it, it, it might be not a guarantee i think for sure that that tennessee doesn't uh, that tennessee takes a second running back there there is a chance Dylan Sampson is the only guy now with that being said we've seen tennessee continue to recruit other running backs and i think there's still certainly is room for a top target uh to to squeeze in at that position Dallin Hayden in state uh is, you know four star guy that that's a, a tennessee legacy son of former vol Aaron Hayden he is obviously uh, the type of guy tennessee is not going to turn away uh Tennessee still has some ground to make up in that one. That's been an, an interesting recruitment to say the least. The Ohio State kind of having been the team to beat for uh, more than six months now, and, and he's scheduled to go on his official visit to Ohio State next weekend. Because uh, and his daddy loves the Vols, Ryan. That kid, I mean, Aaron Hayden is like a, a <laughs> loves UT as much as anyone does. He does, and 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 how that plays out in the end will be fascinating. But there is certainly a chance uh, that Ohio State lands him this month and, and if that's the case Tennessee still might work to try to flip Dallin Hayden if it plays out that way but that's that official visit to Ohio State next weekend certainly worth watching uh and, and also whether Tennessee can get him on campus after that trip to Ohio State there's at least been some talk of him visiting Tennessee at the end of this month uh and then also coming in that final weekend of June Branson Robinson a big time running back from Mississippi ten- Tennessee battling Georgia Clemson Alabama, some big-time programs in there. It's probably more of a Georgia-Clemson-Tennessee battle now with Alabama having a couple of uh, running backs in its class already. Um, so so Georgia-Clemson, maybe LSU still in the picture, but definitely a big-time battle. And Tennessee in the thick of it still, if not the team to beat, definitely one of the teams to watch still uh, with a lot of people viewing Georgia as the favorite for him. But uh, that's one Tennessee. If you know, They're going to take that official visit, no doubt, uh, as long as everything – uh, as long as he remains uncommitted between now and then, and, and if things play out that way and you can get a guy like Branson Robinson, you're, you're not going to turn him away. Uh, you're not going to turn away a guy like Dallin Hayden. So I, I think they're still willing to take a second running back if it's the right one, if it's a big-time guy that, that up, again, upgrades the roster. Uh, but I'm not sure they would take just another running back to, to get a second one in this class with so many other needs. So we saw Jalen Glover from Florida visit last week. Jordan McDonald visited this week in addition to, to Dylan Sampson. Guys like that, that, this might close the door on them, at least temporarily, uh, for, for having a spot in Tennessee's class. So it, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. But certainly, I don't think the door is shut on anyone like Dallin Hayden, Branson Robinson, anyone like that 
that, that Tennessee might be able to land. I think they're going to continue to recruit those kinds of big-time running backs. Yeah, I think it's easy to pigeonhole sort of stylistically what Tennessee would want from the running back position because, you know, a lot of us, you know, football has is such a much more expansive game than it used to be. It used to kind of be played in a phone booth in some ways. You know, it used to be kind of called what the old fist fight in a phone booth. Now it's sort of out there in the open. It's sort of, you know, it's it's sort of horizontal warfare as much as anything else now because you got the field so stretched. And But still, I, I don't think that Tennessee is only going to want running backs like this. And now, now, we're talking about a really small sample size here because we're talking about one spring where a coaching staff is trying to figure out what they're going to do with certain players. But I was kind of – interested to see what they were going to do with D Beckwith in the spring because that's a kid who is is at least 6'4 maybe 6'5 looks like you know you what you consider almost more of like a tight end in the old days or, or like a big wide receiver but but he played running back for the last half because Tennessee needed uh, bodies there and he was a guy who despite his build athletically could do that and could do it pretty well and he stayed there in the spring so I think that to me was an indication that they're not just going to try to get a bunch of 180, 190-pound kind of speed guys. I think they're going to want different kinds of players. But I also think, Ryan, for this offense, you absolutely, absolutely have to have kids like Samson to kind of make this offense what it should be. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think, again, it, this, this offense is based on going fast and sometimes scoring fast. Um, you're, you're going to see a lot of scoring drives that probably don't last more than two or three minutes. Uh, a lot of them, maybe 90 seconds or less. So you, to, to have those kinds of scoring drives, you want to, you want a quick strike offense. Well, ha- having a fast running back that can break a big play at any time is a good way to do that. Uh, they want wide receivers for that matter, who have that kind of speed, who can take a short pass and, and, and go the distance. So you're going to see this staff continue to pursue speed across the board I think and that's a little bit different in some ways maybe from what the the former staff did even in some cases though you would see Jeremy Pruitt's staff go after these types of backs Um, if it was someone fast enough and explosive enough that they would go after smaller running backs because they everybody knows now you've got to have that kind of speed they just weren't able to land that type of back really uh, with 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 much uh, with any consistency certainly they you know they got a guy like Eric Gray who also wasn't the biggest back um, but was also a little bit different because straight line speed wasn't always his strength, but he was just very quick. Yeah. Um, so you, you certainly see different uh, different offenses across college football wanting complementary backs like this where a guy like Dylan Sampson can, can have a home. But certainly in this offense in particular, I think it is important to have that kind of speed. And, and to your point, we've already seen Tennessee in this class go after a, a variety of running backs. You know, I mentioned Branson Robinson. He's 5'10", 220. He's a, he's a bigger uh, kind of built like a Cam Akers type, a uh, thicker, just an every down back is kind of what, what Branson Robinson projects as, and he could play in basically any type of offense. Dallin Hayden is about you know 200 pounds or so uh, and good speed, but a little bit bigger than Dylan Sampson. Uh, and then Jordan McDonald, who was in this weekend on an official visit, he's in the 215 to 220 range and, and, and sort of a versatile guy, but still big. Uh, and then Jalen Glover last week, Five seven one ninety five or so, sort of sort of short and stocky. So you, you you've seen a variety of body types, a variety of skill sets. I think this staff's going to be willing to sort of piece it together uh, and take some guys who are a little bit bigger, take some guys who are a little bit smaller, find different roles for them. You know, you might see two or three backs playing at a time when this offense really has it going and has the personnel it wants. So certainly, there's a role for a guy like Dylan Sampson 
in any offense, but especially in this one. And based on what we've seen so far, I think they're going to go after a variety of types of running backs. Yeah, and when you're talking about numbers too, Ryan, I'm wondering, and, and again, I, I say this as someone who is 100% pro portal. I, I've been wanting something like the portal for a long time. I, I think that, that it's something that, that college football, if you want to be fair to, to these athletes, I think that's something that's fair to have them do because coaches can move whenever they want, yada, yada, yada. My point is, even though I'm someone who is very pro portal, I am very, very um, understanding of the difficulty that coaches have to go through now when you're talking about finding fits and finding terms of, of sort of numbers by position per recruiting class. And, and it's easy to sit there and say, you know, in the old days, you could look at a chart and be like, well, unless this kid blows his knee out, he's going to finish his career here. He's going to play, you know, three, four or five years. And so we know we're going to need X amount of running backs, probably X amount of receivers, X linemen, X linebackers, and then we'll fill a couple needs with best, you know, just the best player available. Now, with the way this portal works, it has got to be so difficult to figure out. It's almost like going into a class now, you can't sit there and say, well, definitely need an extra running back in this class, or no, we don't need any more running backs in this class, because you just don't know. So I wonder if now you almost find yourself just – within you have a couple parameters that you can't negotiate but outside of that you just take the best players you can get and try to fit a team to that is that oversimplifying it Ryan or it just seems to me like it's really really difficult to try to figure out how many guys per position are going to be recruited in each cycle now yeah I I think that is harder uh, for sure and I I think for coaches it it maybe makes it harder I I don't think you ever stop recruiting guys at, at this position and or in any position. And this is a good example of, of why I think in the transfer portal era, I think you're going to have to continue to keep doors open because maybe by the end of the season, you get a better sense that, Hey, somebody's looking to move on after this season. I think we're going to need another running back or need another receiver, whatever position it is. So I, I think that is something you have to keep in mind and, and you've got to keep every option in play until signing day, because you just don't know what might happen. And, and thankfully for SEC schools, they will know, by February 1st, it looks like if a player is looking to enter the transfer portal. So that gives you a chance to, to sort of play it out and, and address that in recruiting, maybe a little bit more so than if someone leaves after spring practice and it's too late in the year to really find anybody. Um, so you've got to, you've got to keep recruiting those other running backs. You know, even if the door looks like it might be closed for some players at running back now with the addition of Dylan Sampson, you keep those doors open because again, you just don't know. And then they might, they could move, Lenith Whitehead to linebacker, you know, there, there are always position changes. You mentioned D Beckwith's versatility. Position changes could always have a, have a, have a role in that uh, in deciding what Tennessee might need at a, at a position. So, yeah, I wouldn't close the door on any position these days, uh, knowing what the transfer portal and, and other factors might might do. But that is that is definitely one of the things that makes it tough to, to say for sure how many schools going to sign at any position. And also, how much room will they save for transfers next year? You know, do you only want to sign – 20 in a class because you want to save room for a handful of transfers. You know, will Tennessee face any sanctions that result in scholarship losses? There are multiple reasons. Uh, the numbers are hard to figure out sometimes, and especially this year for Tennessee. Yeah. And Ryan, before we get out of here, I'm, I'm curious about this too. We said going in, in fact, one of our podcast episodes last week was the point of it was discussing just how important this month is for Tennessee 
recruiting-wise. It was important to get a couple commitments, but more than that, it was important to really kind of build some momentum with some guys. We've got a lot of VIP stuff that I don't think we're quite comfortable giving away on the podcast just yet. Apologies for that, but you can go to GoVols247.com for, for, for the full Monty if you're looking for all the coverage on all of that. Um, we're just kind of kind of tease you a little bit here. Sorry, sorry for that, but uh, sorry, not sorry, I should say. But, Ryan, anything you can say about um, or you're comfortable talking about with just sort of where things are with some visitors from this weekend? I know there were some official guys in. You know, it was a big week for, for things. Just w- where do things stand with this class and what's been going on this week yeah it's actually been a pretty big week for Tennessee to get guys on campus not just the seven official visitors this weekend but some pretty good unofficial visitors too uh, there have been some highly ranked class of 2023 prospects in town uh, even this weekend uh, also a couple of in-state targets in the 2022 class back on campus Cody Jones the Michigan commitment from Memphis was back in town this weekend on an unofficial visit uh, Grayson Morgan, the offensive tackle from NBA in Nashville, also visiting this weekend unofficially. So uh, it's been a pretty good week for Tennessee in terms of getting some unofficial visitors on campus, again, including some big-time 2023 players, some top 100 guys in that class. So uh, they, it's been a, a nice week for them. An interesting weekend of official visitors because maybe not as many big-name guys uh, in terms of who Tennessee's been known to be chasing for months, but some interesting players who are very much in play, I think. You know, uh, Alec Ayomanor, uh, a wide receiver from Massachusetts who's originally from Canada, um, has a background, I think, that's sort of similar to Josh Palmer's uh, being from Canada and moving to the U.S. to play high school football. He was in town uh, this weekend on official. Uh, I think Tennessee's got a, uh, got a shot at him coming out of that visit. Uh, still a few visits left for him to take, but that that's uh, – that's one I think Tennessee is in play with. And then certainly Ben Roberts from Utah, a defensive lineman, and, and Bishop Thomas, a defensive lineman from Florida, both legitimate options on the defensive line. So uh, Dane Shore, an offensive line target from Georgia. It, it was a pretty big weekend for Tennessee. Uh, Dane Shore, probably the, the maybe the biggest name out of those uh, in terms of a, as a prospect. But but some guys that Tennessee's been after pretty hard this spring that that, that came in on official visits and had never been to Tennessee before for the most part and, and really, I think, came away impressed. So this was a good weekend for Tennessee, and it capped off, a, a, honestly, a pretty big week of, of visits. It was a nice turnout of unofficial visitors, and we've got it all covered for you uh, right now on GoVols 24-7 and plenty more coverage on the way later. I think that's a good place to leave it, unless you got anything else, Ryan. Uh, no, I think it's a good place to leave it. And, and uh, you know, again, just stay tuned to GoVols 24-7. Two more big visit weekends coming up for Tennessee before this wild month of June shuts down. So uh, so stay tuned. It, uh, this this is definitely not the end of the June recruiting coverage. It's uh, we're, we're just now right uh, almost halfway through it, and uh, there's a lot that still might happen in the next couple of weeks. So uh, so keep an eye out if, on that if you're uh, interested in following all these recruiting developments. And if you're not interested, what the hell's wrong with you? That's my opinion. <laughs> Appreciate it, Ryan. That's Thanks, right. man. Thanks, Wes. And there's the music, so I'm going to thank y'all for listening. Guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. We always say it. We always mean it. We really, really appreciate it. We're not just saying that. We really appreciate y'all listening. Thank you for for spending part of your day, whatever day it is. Thank you for spending part of it with us. You can find all of us on social media. I'm Wes Rucker 24-7 on Twitter. Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. And Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7 on Twitter. If you want uh, just Tennessee news, nothing else, you can get that on Twitter at twitter.com slash govols247. You can also go to facebook.com slash govols247, and that page is updated all the time with tons and tons and tons of information 
Uh, not just Tennessee stuff on there, but but mostly things that uh, either we think you as Vol fans want to know about the Vols or about something else in the state of Tennessee or the SEC, etc. Lots and lots of good stuff there. But if you want the best, most delicious East Tennessee Mountain Spring Water right from the tap, you can go get that at GoVols247.com, the best site on all of Al Gore's internets to get coverage of Tennessee football, football recruiting, basketball, basketball recruiting, Tennessee baseball, with those guys marching on to Omaha. Hopefully, they're, they're hopefully hopefully getting that wrapped up this weekend. We'll see about that. Also, Lady Vols coverage with award-winning Maria Cornelius, who does an excellent job covering all things Lady Vols for us. And quick PSA, go check out everything she's been saying about Nikki Anasicki on Twitter uh, recently uh, with her having twins and, and having been in the hospital for a long time. And, you know, th- there's a lot of bills that go with that. So there's a there's a GoFundMe. You can go help Nikki Anasicki out, former Lady Vol national champion, Lady Vol for life. Uh, gave a lot to the program, and now she could use some help, too. So please go look into that. We, we, that would mean a lot uh, to us if you could go look into that. That would be awesome. But you can get all of that at GoVols247.com. And we got two, two forums, the Checkerboard and the Summit, running around the clock with information about Tennessee sports and just water cooler conversation about life. As long as it's not political or religious in nature, you can put it on there 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and we will respond to you. That is our job. Do not be afraid. Once you pay us to do a job, expect us to do that job. And don't apologize for asking us to do so. You can get all of that for the less than one freaking mediocre lunch per month. That's all. That's all it is, guys. It is such a good deal. Please go take advantage of that. And if you do pay us the full price, which again, after a free trial, is still less than one mediocre lunch per month, you get access in perpetuity. As long as you're a paying member with us, you get access in perpetuity to Paramount Plus, which used to be CBS All Access. Now it's Paramount Plus, the streaming platform of CBS Viacom. I've told you in every episode what's in there, but I'm telling you, it's awesome stuff. Go check it out. Movies, shows, live sports, big live sports too. Big life sports like college football, Tennessee football, SEC stuff, call it NCAA tournament. Um, you, you got NFL, PGA Tour, UEFA Champions League, UEFA Europa League, uh, all sorts of uh, CONCACAF stuff this summer. Tons and tons of stuff on there, guys. So go check that out. Uh, and you get that for free. So if you're paying us, why don't we go ahead and give you a $100 plus annual value for free? That's a hell of a deal. Go check it out. If nothing else, you should hear from us uh, as soon, uh, just a few hours or so. Knock on wood after Tennessee finishes that Super Regional Series with LSU. So that should be just uh, the next couple days. So, uh, guys, be good. Until then, we'll see you.